Hey everyone, you're listening to Adequately Advanced Magic, and this is your very nice dungeon master, Joey Cheng. What you're listening to is the pilot episode of our Dungeons & Dragons 5e actual play podcast. Man, that's a lot of words. If you haven't already, I do recommend that you check out our Session Zero episode, where we talk a little bit about the setting and also put voices to our players' names. That's Jeremiah Cushman, Roy Arguez, and Willie Gu. Or you can follow your heart. I'm not in charge of you. Anyways, I've talked enough, so without further ado... Welcome to Falcon's Reach, a city in which magic is technology. You're listening to Adequately Advanced Magic. Here, here, Jack and Niklaus, your story begins in a pure white void. You find yourself standing in what appears to just be a blank white room that just continues to stretch farther and farther away from you. From the center of your gaze, a small speck of darkness appears, and then it starts growing larger and larger, as if it's reaching towards you. When it finally reaches you, it explodes all around you, and it feels heavy, as if it's pushing you down. As you're being pushed down by this darkness, you have no memory of how you've gotten here. And then you suddenly you feel the opposite sensation. Something is pulling on you now. There's a big flushing sound, and each of you guys are rudely ejected onto the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Shloop. What do I see? Like, well, this is yeah. very important, Joey. Am I cold? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are quite cold. You guys are all ejected into the same room. What? What do uh, we and see? And you guys. First of all, you guys see each other. You guys are all naked and afraid, <laughs> and covered in some sort of nasty goop. Start trying to scrape group off of yeah, me. Yeah, I'm like scraping it off my arms and my face and my eyes. Yeah, and Jack just kind of swings it off. But like also is eyeing the others and being like, who, who are these people? Yeah, ahead of you, you see a small raised platform with a control panel in the center. And there's a dim light in the ceiling of the center of the room. Numerous tubes and pipes line the metallic walls of the room, with many of them connecting to four clear glass tanks that you just emerged from. The fourth tank is damaged and empty. Hmm. Oh, I suppose it's better than being damaged and still seeing something gross in there. <laughs> uh, who are you guys? I look around. Uh, you look at the person speaking. What do you look like, Niklaus? Uh, well, Niklaus is a human male. He's five foot ten, one eighty, kind of average build, uh, maybe a little bit um, on the thinner side. 
He's got like umber bronze hair and uh, currently not wearing anything, which is not <laughs> not he's not the happiest about that. <laughs> and he kind of looks back suspiciously at the other two in the room, but also with the realization that they're probably in the same situation as him, but he still doesn't trust them. So Jack responds, name's Jack. How about you? Niklaus. And you? I am Hercure. What are we doing here? Getting out. Do you guys know how we got here? I can't remember I, anything. I don't remember anything. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Jack, what do you look like? So Jack is um, pretty thin, but muscular. He's got like a life. He's, he's early, uh, mid, mid-20s, dirty blonde hair, shaggy, pretty muscular because he works at a factory. Um, he is also naked, so um, he's trying to just uh, <laughs> cover himself up as best he can. But not you guys, like you guys have something common, ready? <laughs> not embarrassed, but also not like completely comfortable being naked. Who is? <laughs> yeah, Jack. You look at Hercure and Hercure. What do you look like? Hercure is kind of small for a half orc, five eight, a uh, little skinny on the skinny side. He's got black hair, messy, unkempt, and shoulder length. Uh, he's a scraggly, unkempt, black beard. On his upper left arm, he has what looks like the start of a tattoo. It's not really clear what it's supposed to be. Dark gray skin as a half work. Gray. Okay. He's very young, although I don't know how, how youthful half orcs look to human eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you already have a beard. Well, I mean, he's fully grown as far as, as, far as half orcs go. All right. I wonder if half orcs come out with the beard. <laughs> he's not a dwarf <laughs> yeah so you guys have emerged from these three tubes glass tubes is there a door did we see a door I, saw, I remember there's a platform with a console or multiple consoles yeah behind the control panel you see there's a set of double doors on each side of the doors are a set of chains that are attached to separate pulley systems uh, sort of like the string that connects to blinds that lets you like. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like a um, a barn door with a chain thing. Yeah, I'm going to go over to the console and inspect it. Is the console like facing the tubes or is it facing the door or is it just sort of flat? It's facing the tubes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll a investigate check. Seven. <laughs> uh, you so take a look begins. at the control panel, and you can't quite figure it out. Uh, you never got your master's degree in levers and buttons. <laughs> it's coming back to haunt you. I want to look around the room for my stuff. Niklas, go ahead and roll a perception check. All right, perception. I get a plus zero, so that'll be a four. <laughs> <laughs> We're not getting out. <laughs> you guys are getting out. You guys you guys will just get out naked. <laughs> yeah, you take a look around the room. You don't really find anything of note. You take a look at the glass tanks. The fourth one, there's glass everywhere. Is the glass mostly inside like it was like broken in or is the glass like strewn around like something broke out? The glass is all facing outwards from the tank. Interesting. 
Jack goes over to the control panel and asks Hercure, so you figure it out already? I have no idea what anything here does. Damn. He turns around and starts looking at the door. (laughs) A smooth stone on the control panel starts talking to you. What does it say? (laughs) It says, my god, (laughs) I didn't think anybody was in here. Who are you? What are we doing here? Let us out! All right, yeah, I can I can get you out. That that door behind you is manual. I can't control that one. Once you're out of there, I can open the doors for you. Come to the uh, control center and I'll meet you there. Who are you? Okay, whatever a control center is, I look... Okay, I start pulling on a chain. And Jack pulls on the other chain. Both of you guys roll strength checks. I'm real good at these. Mm, I rolled a seven. Seventeen. <laughs> 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 this buff guy's like skinny half worker's like wee <laughs> <laughs> yeah here here and jack you guys pull on your respective chains and there is a lot of resistance something is there's some sort of mechanism trying to keep the door shut here here you're able to get yours open by about three inches and you're able to hold it there for a pretty solid 30 seconds before your hand slips and the door slams shut. Jack, you try to <laughs> open your door and yours is just more stubborn than Hirkir's. Oh, man. Stubborn doors. Um, so Jack looks around and, and so is there anything along the walls that might suggest... They might uh, have something to do with the doors. He goes. Uh, go ahead check. and do a perception check. Uh, Niklas kind of wanders over to her. Cures like uh, so. The door is not opening. No, it's really, really hard. I got it open a couple inches, but this chain just slipped out of my hands. All right, I rolled a ten. Mm-hmm. With a ten, you. Uh, what are you looking at exactly? Just looking at the walls and seeing if there's anything that might be related to opening the door. Mm-hmm. You don't really find anything related to the doors, but you do find four panels huh. uh, along the wall, and they sort of look like lockers. Can I open it? Jack, you see that there are these lockers embedded into the wall. You sort of feel around them. And you find a little slidey openy panel. <laughs> Inside is a small lever. Hmm. But that's only one of the panels, right? Yeah. Okay. Each locker has its own panel. Okay, okay. So Jack goes over to the next one and, I mean, and then I guess re- re- reveals the lever? Yeah. Okay. And then Jack says to the others, hey guys, I found these levers. Jack pulls the first lever. Yeah, you pull the lever and the locker door opens. Ooh. Did it work? Uh, inside the locker, you see there are some clothes and a towel. Ooh. Jack grabs a towel and starts wiping them off. And as he's uh, wiping them off, he says, Hey, it looks like there's stuff in these lockers. Y'all, you guys go pull pull the lever for the other ones. I wander over to a, a locker. Yeah, and the class goes over. Niklaus and Hirkir, the two of you head over and inspect the lockers. After a little bit of musical chairs with your clothes, uh, you're able to find your own set. 
Here, here, you find your shabby clothes, which feature a mix of browns, blacks, grays, and greens, and yellows. Uh, it's almost sort of like a crazy plaid. You also find your bracelet that's made of scrap metal. Jack, you find your black work boots, your loose-fitting gray wool pants, your brown canvas chore coat, your wife beater, and your green beanie. Uh, you're also able to locate your silver watch. Meanwhile, Niklaus, you find your dark suit and the matching overcoat, your tie, and also the blue shoes that match your blue shirt. Meanwhile, Jack, in the fourth locker, you find a dress. After Niklaus' dry clothes, he does take a look at the clothes, the dress, in the other locker, um, and the clothes there to see if there's anything he, if there's any, like, uh, embroidered names or, like, Brands he recognized. Brands. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it says you know the it's name a Gucci of the dress. <laughs> or like you know, I forgot the name of the company. Yeah, well, all right. We're we're adding like a sixth clothing corporation. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll a investigate check. All right, I get a plus five, so that comes to sixteen. Ooh, nice. Yeah, you investigate this fourth set of clothes. There is no embroidered name or anything. It's The dress itself is pretty casual. It's not super fancy or anything. Is it cut for like a human's half-orc size, gnome size? It's cut for a human size. Kill giant? <laughs> uh, no, no locket with the description on the inside. It says for Stephanie Meyer, you know, <laughs> West Bavaria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you find a locket with address, picture, social security number. <laughs> Great. Okay, that saves a lot of time. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. There is only the dress. I'm like, it looks like there was a fourth person here. Not sure what happened to them, but all of their clothes are still here. Strange. It's a woman running around naked, Jack says. I mean, I wouldn't assume. Maybe we should try and get out of here, figure out this door thing. Is there anything else in this room, like something we could use to like make it easier to pull on the chain or something? Do a investigate check to sort of like look around the room and find any any wayward chain pulling objects. Wayward chain pulling objects. <laughs> I need like a exoskeleton or something. <laughs> I got an eighteen. Yes. Nice. You do you do like a walk around the room. This time you look inside one of those lockers and something catches your eye, you do see that there is a loose pipe in here. Okay. Yeah. It's still connected to the wall, but with some force, you could probably relieve it of its earthly duties. <laughs> All right, I start jiggling the uh, the pipe. Jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and roll an athletics check. 14. Yeah, you, you jiggle that pipe. <laughs> <laughs> jiggle with it. <laughs> It jiggles and it jiggles, and then you finally, with some force, just wrench it straight out. You now have like a two foot long pipe, and at the end it has like a little 90 degree turn. Ooh. Would this be useful? I brandish my pipe at Jack and Niklaus. Maybe it'll give them a better grip on the chain, or we can use it to wedge the door when it lifts up a little bit. Yeah. New idea. Can we plug the pipe into the chain so that we could freeze it uh in position maybe okay <laughs> i don't know how that would work like i'm just trying to imagine like because depends how big the chain is 
the like the links. I guess it depends on the, how big the yeah. chain is and how big the pipe is. Is it possible, Mighty DM? Where are you trying to stick the pipe? I'd want to stick the pipe in a spot so like it would prevent the chain from returning to its previous position. So if it's if the chain goes up as the door closes near the top, does that make sense? It's the the the, the wind the windbreaker with the the stretchy thing and the little button, and you pull the stretchy thing out, and then you tie a knot. That way, it doesn't go back in like on your jacket. Similar principle, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. Yep, you guys can give it a shot. I will try and wedge the the pipe into the the chain at the top to prevent it from closing. Is there anything I can do to help? Well, we're going to be pulling. Oh, okay, okay. All right, let's do we're it. We're going to pull to the maximum amount, and then he's going to try to wedge. Okay, let's do it. I'm ready. Pull and wedge, we call this maneuver. <laughs> yeah. It's going to take roll. us like two hours to get out of this room. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a simple strength check to get out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but actually, though. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so Jack, go ahead and roll with advantage. Okay. Here, here. This time, roll a dexterity check to see if you can jam it in fast Woo. enough. So the first one was eight, and the second was thirteen. I rolled a twelve. Yeah, uh, Jack and Nicholas, with your combined strength, you're able to hold the door open for a pretty decent amount of time this time. While you guys are doing that, here, here, you jump up a little bit, and you. What, what do you do exactly? I'm jamming the pipe through the chain, the hole in the chain, so that it will get stuck uh, should, when the chain sort of loosens, and it'll jam it up at the top of the mechanism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are able to do that, <laughs> and Niklaus and Jack, y'all let go of the chain. The chain snaps up, but with the, uh, the pipe in the way, it gets caught. Uh, and it leaves you with about four inches to squeeze through this this door. Four inches. That's a little. All right. It's a little tight. Can we? I mean, can we push from the other side too? Like, so instead of so the doors is the door opening in or out towards us or away from us? Uh, it's, it's like a sliding sliding. Oh, it's a sliding door. door. Like, like yeah. an elephant. Oh. Okay. So Jack Jack just goes over and pulls the other chain. Just just tries it again. Alright, yeah, just go ahead and roll a strength check. Okay. 17 this time. <laughs> yeah, you you just straight up, like... <laughs> yeah, you get a pretty good, like, foot of the door open. And you're able to hold it open with some pretty good consistency. It's definitely big enough I go for... through. I go through the door. <laughs> <laughs> now that there's, like, 16 inches of space. Yeah, you go through the door! And then Jack is, like, thinking, how am I going to get through the door? <laughs> uh, Nicholas, what are you doing? I'm looking at the door, looking at Jack, and I'm like, how is he going to get through the door? <laughs> is there anything on the other side of the door to open the door or keep it open? Yeah, there's, like, another set of two chains. All right. I will pull on the chains on the side that uh, Jack is on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll strength check. 17. <laughs> nice. Yeah, together, you guys could probably hold this door open indefinitely. All right, but I just need to hold it open so that Jack can get through, and Nick Klaus, yeah. if he chooses to come through. 
Yeah, so I, I, I'm like, okay, Jack, looks like there's a chain on the other side that's holding it open, too. I'll go help him hold it, and then you have to run through the door before it closes. Before your two weak partners fail (laughs) to keep it open any longer. I can do that. All right. Okay, and then I head over and help Kirkir. Yeah, you dash through the doorway. You see Kirkir on your right, uh, holding open the chain. I go and I add my strength, my strength to his, to his, and together we will hold the chain (laughs) with our minimal strength combined. And Jack, he sees that happen, and then just lets go and dashes through. Yeah. With a 17 here, Kira, you're able to hold open the door as Jack slips through. Once he's through, you let go, and the door slams back into position. This this feels so good to (laughs) escape. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we made it out of there, guys. We're we're home free now. Me too. Where are we now? Where, Where are we now? Here, here, Jack and Niklaus. Ahead of you, you see a short hallway. A red magic bulb blinks rhythmically and in silence. The only thing you can really hear is the sound of your own movement and also sort of a a, a gentle hum. The the entire floor seems to be like almost like gently vibrating. Is this anything we've have any familiarity with before? Mm, no. Okay, so it's weird. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Ahead of you, you see another door. This time it's a single sliding door. Uh, there's there's two lights above it. One red and one green. And it's currently red right now. Is there a panel or anything by the door in the hallway or anything? Yeah, there's a panel on the door. Hercure inspects the panel. Yeah. You inspect the panel. Go ahead and do a investigation check. The class is kind of just looking over his shoulder. I'm very good at investigation. No, I'm not. How about you roll with advantage? You're here. Okay. You guys are both looking at it. Yeah, I'm like talking to you about it. I got a 17. Mm-hmm. Sweet. You inspect the panel for a little bit. A minor illusion appears, and in red letters it says, Lockdown mode engaged. <laughs> I'm guessing that means everything is locked. I don't know what a lockdown or a mode is, <laughs> but I'm guessing. <laughs> Would a... Uh... Nikos, be familiar with like a similar setup from uh, Eldivian? Do they have uh, procedures for lockdowns in the building? Mm, yeah, sort of. You're familiar with how... <laughs> I almost said it. You're familiar with how doors work. <laughs> uh... <laughs> doors. How do they work? <laughs> do I have proficiency with doors? I'll add that. I'm going to write it down. <laughs> Niklaus, you do know what the lockdown mode means, and it means that the doors can only be open from the control center. As you sort of muse about this, suddenly the, the green light above the door flashes green. Oh, hey. Ah! And the door slides open. Oh. Oh. I go through quickly. And Jack also yeah. just follows. Yeah. You guys all go through the door. You rush through, you get stuck in the door. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah it's like that uh, that awkward when you awkwardly get caught by the elevator door <laughs> it's like the elevator wants to close it on you but it's like where where are we now what do we see y'all enter the center of another hallway ahead of you you see there is a a map on the wall i look at the emergency plan map mm-hmm. there is a convenient little dot that says you are here <laughs> you are here i like it 
A room at the bottom of the map is labeled specimen containment. A short hallway leads up from it and connects to the middle of another hallway that goes left and right, uh, each ending in a bulkhead, respectively. Behind the bulkhead, each of the hallways make a 90 degree turn up and continue for a distance. Halfway up the hallway on the left is a room connected on the left side. It is labeled loading dock, and the room has an exit at the end. The hallway on the right is similarly laid out. Halfway up on the right side is an area labeled quarters. It also has an exit and is connected to a smaller room labeled supply. Both hallways lead up and each make another 90 degree turn inwards into a hallway that connects them, uh, basically forming a, a rectangle of hallways. This connecting hallway has a four-way T intersection in the middle. Heading down from the intersection is a room labeled research, and heading up is an antechamber and then a room labeled control. Well, the voice that talked to us through the control panel said to go to control. Yep. I'm inclined to trust it now that they opened that door that was locked down. Yep. I agree. Uh, I do notice, curiously, missing from the map, there are no elevators <laughs> or, or doors out. Isn't there, aren't there exits in the loading dock and quarters? Looks like yep. it. Oh, okay, cool. But I missed that. But thank you. Jack Jack does want to also get out and thinks the control room is the best, but... Yeah, especially if any more of these doors are locked down. Yeah. Yep. All right, so uh, I say we avoid the quarters side. <laughs> That's fine. Sounds good. So Niklaus starts turning left and walking down the hallway. Hercule looks at Jack, shrugs, and follows. <laughs> and Jack just follows. <laughs> okay, yeah. The three of you head down the hallway, which ends in another sliding door. The red light is on. You guys sort of awkwardly stand at the door for a few seconds, and then... The green light turns on. Woo! Nice. We hurry through. The door slides open. Miklaus uh, takes a look around at the like ceiling and the, the wall and tries to see if there's like a way that they're seeing us from the control room. Go ahead and do an arcana check, actually. <laughs> All right, arcana. I get a plus five. And I rolled a natural one, so that's a six. <laughs> <laughs> it continues. You... Yeah. <laughs> It's dark, okay? Lockdown mode, it's just emergency lighting only, it's hard to see. <laughs> yeah, it is It is actually emergency lighting only. You take a look down the hallway, and it's still the same blinking red light. Uh, it, it does make it hard to see. You try to figure out how whoever is in the control room is able to see you guys, but it's just not clicking. Yeah, it's a, it's a stressful situation, okay? I'm... I'm... I'm not on the top of my game. I was just birthed out of a <laughs> thing. I saw three other people. I saw two other naked guys. You know, I wasn't. I'm not in my best fighting form. None there. of us are clearly. It took us 25 minutes to get out of a room. <laughs> There's Hopefully. that re recovery period from being ejected. Yeah, it's the refactory period, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just hope that there was the person in the control room wasn't watching us try to open that door. <laughs> the whole time. Probably was. But my calculations, you should have been here like 20 minutes ago. We don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Niklaus, as you try to find the source of the, the surveillance, you look down this hallway and compared to the hallway you were just in, 
It is just a huge mess. Scattered throughout the floor of the hallway are appear to be a lot of mechanical pieces. It's a lot of gears, levers, a lot of junk. Is it like something spilled or like a hole opened up in the roof? Uh, here, here, you, 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 you like, uh, <laughs> Nicholas has his, like, head, like, around the corner, and then, like, oh. you poke your head, like, like one foot underneath yes. his or something like that. <laughs> yes. You do not see any holes in the ceiling or the ground or whatever. And here, here, go ahead and roll a perception check. Natural 20. So that's a 25. And Hercules rolling oh, good today. Nice. <laughs> We're gonna get in combat, and it's gonna be threes and fives for the rest of the day. Sounds about right. <laughs> You poke your head in underneath Nick Klaus, and you see there are some bloodstains. Some old bloodstains throughout the hallway. Looks like someone got injured or killed here. Is the door to the loading dock closed, or is it like busted open like something exploded out of the loading dock? (laughs) It's sort of hard to see from where you're at. You guys are still like at the corner. Well, I think we should probably be careful going forward. Yeah, I don't know what caused those bloodstains, but I don't want that. I don't want that to happen to me. So I suggest we proceed quietly, unless you guys want to try going the other way. Jack will go the other way. Jack's like, I'll I'll go the other way. You want us to go the other? Oh way? no no! Oh, I thought we were gonna split up. No, don't split the party. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> uh, I mean. <clears throat> It's always good to, for a new D&D player to learn why the <laughs> party is bad. Especially at low levels. Nothing can go wrong. <laughs> Nothing could go wrong. Wait, so we haven't gotten to the loading dock, though, yet, right? No, we're in the, the bottom We're looking the corner. around the corner towards right. the loading dock. Let's let's proceed cautiously. All right, Nicholas kind of, like, crouches down and, like, does the little stealthy walk that he's seen. In the movies. <laughs> Are you guys sneaking? Yes. Niklaus is trying to. He's never had to do it before. <laughs> Alright. Niklaus, go ahead and roll a sneak check. Alright, for stealth, I get a plus two. I rolled a four, so that's a six. <laughs> Solid six. <laughs> Niklaus, you attempt to stealthily go down this hallway, and three steps in, you step on, like, a giant piece of debris. He immediately <laughs> kicks, like, a hollow piece of metal that just echoes. Yeah, Uh, you stumble a little bit, and then you kick like a different piece of debris, and it just flies down the hallway. And it (laughs) it's a pretty thin hallway, so it bounces off one side, hits the other side, and then it bounces back and forth a couple times before it lands like twenty feet away from you. I I turn back to the group. Okay, now if there's anything there, we'll see it. So much for the stealth approach. The door behind you slides shut as you guys enter the hallway. All right, I guess we will continue to proceed carefully down the. Yes. Let's get to oh, that wait. control room. Yeah. Is there any, um, like, uh, sharp pieces of metal or... Any improvised broken? weapons we could pick up? The, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Something on the ground I can turn into a weapon. Go ahead and roll a perception check, Whoever whoever's looking, and you guys can you guys can roll individual ones. All right. That's going to be a 17. I'll look, too. I got a 21. <laughs> Holy cow. And I got a 20. Thing. We're using all up right. all our good rules now when nothing is on the line. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Here, 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 as you head down this hallway, you take a look at this debris 
that is on the ground, and it almost looks like it's pieces of armor. And it becomes apparent to you that whatever was here was were probably automata. Like Who cares what an automata is? Unless living up on the streets, he had some opportunity to run into one. You've seen it in like the comic books okay. before. Okay, <laughs> guys, looks like these are the remnants of some sort of automata. There's he points at a piece, some armor-like bits. Something underneath those armor bits catches your eye. I inspect further the object that has caught my attention. Mm -hmm. You lift up a piece of this destroyed armor, and you find a magic pistol. Ooh. I pick it up. Yeah. It looks like a revolver with an oversized cylinder. This one is loaded with Ray of Frost. Anyone know how to use this thing? I can shoot guns. I I know a thing or two. I hand it to Jack. Just in case. Thanks. How how many um how many shots are left? It's full right now. Okay. How many shots is full? I think it's five. Five. Okay. Oh, that's right. Meanwhile, Niklaus, you also sort of rummage through the bloodstains and the debris, and you find a uh, you find one extendable baton. I uh, dramatically extended <laughs> one-handed. <laughs> yeah, the camera like zooms in on your hand as you like flip it open. And Jack, you take a look around and you find a a crowbar. All right, crowbar. This could come come in use later. And uh, he he asks Hercure, "Hey, do you want this?" Yeah, I can use that. So they, he tosses it to him. I think. Don't know if I actually have. I guess if it's like a club, then yes. Yeah, you guys find some bang ass loot in this hallway. <laughs> Got all of our good rolls out of the way. <laughs> you all continued down to the middle of a hallway, eventually reaching the door that leads to the loading dock. As you stack up on the door, the door appears to be half open, and it's stuck, and partially kicked in, actually. Mm-hmm. Kicked in into the hallway, or kicked into the loading dock? Uh, kicked into the loading dock. Maybe our um, fourth member? Yeah. Maybe... If they did this to the hallway, and I look down up down the hallway. All right, I want to look into the loading dock, peek mm-hmm. around the door. Go ahead and roll a perception check. Twenty, not natural. Here, <laughs> here, you peek around the door, and you you don't see any movement. You do see that there are a number of crates that have been strewn around the loading dock, and at the uh, at the end, there's a large bay door so is it kind of a mess in there too yeah but there's crates strewn around are they the crates damaged yeah a couple of them are damaged and you actually see something glowing from one of the damaged crates it's a mess in Uh, there too guys although niklaus kind of like took a quick glance but he didn't really examine the room we we should move on to the control room there's something i want to check out i'm gonna go walk over toward the glowing thing Mm mm-hmm the, the glow appears to be coming from the cracked corner of one of the crates. Is it something I can open? I have a yeah, trusty crowbar, na- crowbar now. Yep. Uh, go ahead and crowbar it open, which is a strength check. And the crowbar actually gives you something. It gives you advantage to strength checks where the crowbar's leverage can be applied. Wow. Awesome. I rolled a nine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, even with a 9, since the the crate is broken already, it takes you a couple of seconds to pry open the end. You do make a lot of noise as you do it. Inside the crate, you find 
a piece of Magitech. It's a a two inch diameter sphere. Okay. This one is labeled Gust of Wind. Is it something I can use, or is it just uh, it needs to power something else? We'll say you find the uh, the requisite. Okay. Magitite, a little uh, it sort of looks like a cylindrical battery that has a receptacle where you can put the Magitech in. Uh, you find it in the same crate. Meanwhile, outside, what are you guys doing? The Klaus is looking through the the kicked in section of the door nervously. Jack wants to keep going to uh, get out of here. <laughs> So just kind of keeping watch on the, the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll grab that too. and then head back. Okay. Uh, here, here, you rejoin the others in the hallway. What do you guys do? What'd you find? Uh, Magitech, gust of wind spell. Okay. That may come in handy. Yep. Shall we proceed? Yes. Yep. You all head down to the end of the hallway next to the next bulkhead. Once again, you wait a couple of awkward seconds. The light turns from red to green. Yeah, <laughs> the bulkhead opens. Noah. I proceed through. Ahead of you, you see yet another hallway. Is it clear, but unlike the last one? It's actually pretty similar to the last okay. one. There's a little bit less debris, but there, but there's still some. Is it blood. look like similar automata bits? <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, you guys reach the the middle of the hallway again. Uh, to your left is the door that heads into control. To the right, you assume you would find a door leading to research, but this entire hallway has been caved in. Wow. What a were they like... researching? Well, we were the specimens. We were some specimens. Uh, so it's completely impassable? Yeah. To the research deck? Okay. But we can... The, there's doors still available to uh, go to the control center. Yeah. yeah. A couple of awkward seconds here, and the door leading to control opens. Woohoo! Ahead of you, you see a antechamber leading to another door that would lead to control. On on the sides of this room, you see five racks uh, that would hold something, and then it becomes very apparent what it holds. Uh, you see another one of these automata, this one still in working condition. It's just it's sort of hanging from the wall from it's like deployment thing it didn't activate so it didn't get destroyed <laughs> what does it look like it looks like a robot on one shoulder it has a spiked shoulder pauldron and the other side on the other shoulder has a thin flat shield it has a uh, a little visor area on the uh, the head slash helmet part and it's a it's painted black does it have any um like Magitech pistols or rifles or... Do a... Looking for weapons that I could take. Yeah. Uh, do an Arcana check. Plus five. And nine plus five is 14. Mm-hmm. It doesn't appear to be carrying any guns. It does have like two swords on its back. <clears throat> Nikos internally debates the, the merits of trying to take a sword from an automaton. <laughs> that's seemingly unpowered yet potentially could power itself at any moment. So he turns to Jack. It's like, Jack, there's a sword on the back. You think you could use that? Yeah, I'll take it. Without hesitation, he just goes and grabs it. So you just, like, walk up to it and try to take the sword? Yeah. You approach the automata on the wall, and you reach your hand towards the sword. And in order to do that, your your face gets pretty close to <laughs> the head of this machine. And as you do, a single glowing red dot 
appears in the uh, the center of the visor section, and you can hear it powering up. Oh, oh dear. Uh-oh. The red glowing dot swivels right towards your head, and it's like looking straight at you. Uh, the the deployment mechanism begins to whir, and the uh, the automata begins to Uh-oh. power up, and it clunks to the floor. And we're going to roll for initiative. All right. Uh, the class gets a plus two to his initiative. Oh, so that'll be a sweet. seven. Jack rolled a 13. I rolled a three. I'm like right in front of it, right? Yeah. In my head, I'm picturing the um, the automaton robot from the original Drudge Dread movie. <laughs> <laughs> Imagining one out of like Chrono Trigger. So Jack, you try to reach for the automata's sword, uh, and it suddenly turns on, and it's looking at you. You get to go first, actually. All right, I whip out my impulse and, and shoot its head. All right. Um, so then I roll for... You roll with disadvantage, because you're within five feet. So 23 is my first roll. Ooh, seven is my second roll. <laughs> You're surprised by the automata turning on, and it's it's definitely like staring you down with its singular eye. <laughs> you react by pulling out your pistol and trying to shoot it, but you're so surprised that your shot goes wide, uh, and you blast like a tiny hole in like the ceiling. <laughs> Damn, Nicklaus. Oh, next with a seven. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nicklaus, seeing the automaton come to life and scared out of his mind, runs. Screaming at it with the uh, baton in his hand. <laughs> and then he takes the baton and whacks at the closest part of the automaton to him. So he's going to try to swing. A roll of five minus one is a four to hit. Nice. Does, do I hit, Joey? You do not hit. <laughs> I'm imagining, like, hitting the armor, and it just, like, reverberates in my hand. Like, numb. <laughs> he dropped the baton. <laughs> and then he just kind of looks up the automaton after he hits it. Mm-hmm. You hear a familiar voice from inside of you calling out to you, and it is the loudest that it has ever been. Here, here. Well, can I attack without, like, endangering the other two overmuch? What are you attacking with? My crowbar. <laughs> we'll just say that you move around okay. like Nicklaus. I mean, yeah, I would, I would move, obviously. <laughs> you should, like, jump on my shoulder okay. and, like, whack it from above. Plus two. Nineteen. Yep. You hit. Woohoo! One point of damage. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you add or subtract to your damage from your strength? My strength is zero. Oh, so okay. that's... <laughs> just a flat roll i have a negative one dollar line so (laughs) can't wait to do that zero damage anyway i did one point of damage here here, you see nicklaus attempt to whack at it with uh uh, attempt to whack at this automata with its crow with his crowbar and you decide to join the fray (laughs) you swing around nicklaus whip out your crowbar and take a good whack at the automata, and you cause a small dent Dink. in its shoulder pauldron. Huh. The automata responds to you to this hit. It does not appreciate being surrounded by you guys. It's going to slam into Jack first. Oh. Uh, with a 14. 
does not hit. And then it's gonna try and slam into Niklaus. And it rolls a 13. It hits. Uh, the starting armor for a sorcerer is not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. It slams into you, dealing five damage. I get knocked back in my. Uh, I have trouble breathing for a second. All right, and we're back at back with Jack. All right, I'll take my chances. I'm gonna step back to try and get some range on this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to try an opportunity to attack you by slamming into you again. Uh, and he's going to roll a 13. Does not hit. Sucker. <laughs> so Jack, you know, he, he, now he takes better aim. He's steadier. He's already got one shot out of the way and then fires again. So I roll my dexterity. Mm. Rolled a 10. No, wait, 12. 12. A 12 does not hit. You, you do this Fuck. thing where you, like, pivot away. <laughs> And you do like a little jump to give, uh, to get some distance between you and this armor. And then you swing around and you try to shoot, but then you somehow manage to hit that exact same spot that you hit the first time. <laughs> the weapon's not calibrated. Yep. <laughs> Niklaus, it's your turn, and that voice just keeps getting louder and louder. Niklaus, with his his hand still numb and the extendable baton kind of shaking in his grasp and injured from the attack. Uh, and then now he has this voice kind of like that he's always heard his whole life kind of screaming in his head and in frustration he just kind of lowers all of those mental barriers that he put in place between it and those voices and just kind of lets the voices hit him all at once and he's looking at the automaton in fear and anger and he just kind of lets the voices they get louder and louder to the point where there's like a a, a sound of the voices can, can be heard slightly. So he's going to be casting dissonant whispers so that the automaton hears the voices too. Okay. So for that, it has to make a wisdom saving throw. Alright. It rolls a one. <laughs> <laughs> so it fails. Uh, it's going to take 3d6 psychic damage. Take him down. Two sixes so far, and then one more. There's a four. So, 16 psychic damage. Mm-hmm. So, what does the spell look like? So, for this, there's no like visible phenomenon. There's just like these... For me, it's a ear-splitting racket of, of voices, but around me, maybe there's just slight whispers that others could hear. But mm-hmm. my target gets the full force of the, the voices that I hear all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're not used to it, so that gives them terrible, like, mental pain. Mm-hmm. The automata's eye swivels over to you, uh, and for a split second, you expect something to happen for it to, like, shudder or <laughs> shake or look like it was hurt or something, but nothing happens. Oh. It's, it's, it's that... got no brains. Here, oh. here. Alright, seeing the success of his first blow, he will attack again with the crowbar. <laughs> Four. A Clang. four does not hit. Uh, you try to wail on the uh, the automata, but you you make a slightly smaller dent than earlier. Something weird does happen though, uh, as you as you try to wail on the robot, you begin to see a weird dust emerge, and you almost get the sensation that the dust is 
whispering to you. The automata is going to get ready to attack again. Uh, this time it's going to swing around and try to hit Nick Klaus, and it rolls an unnatural 20. Ooh, that hits. It does three damage. Ouch. Pushing you a couple of inches back. It's going to turn around, and this time it's going to slam into Hirkir. Ow. Uh, and he's going to roll a 22. Holy well, shit. that'll hit. And this time it does five damage. Okay. With its arms outstretched, it sort of punches you, Niklaus, and then it, it pivots its eye towards Hirkir, and it punches with its other arm. And we're back at the top with Jack. So as as he's punching my friends, or my new new friends, can I, like, get behind him and take both swords? You can try. All right, I'll try that, because I'll, I'll try that. <laughs> so you would have to move back. Okay next to it. Alright, I will move back next to it, positioning myself so that I am behind him. Yeah, I guess uh, roll a slide of hand check and he's gonna roll a contested to straight dexterity. Okay, slide of hand? Yep. Uh, 13. He rolls a 1. <laughs> <laughs> you put away your pistol and then you run back 5 or 10 feet behind the automata. You do a short jump to <laughs> grab one of the swords and now you have a sword. Then I kind of position myself so that I am in the way of him and uh, the automaton and Niklaus, if I still have any moves left. Mm-hmm. Niklaus. <clears throat> Niklaus will try again with the baton, seeing as he was not able to injure it. So he'll try whacking at it. And 17 minus 1 is a 16 to hit. A uh, 16 does not hit. What is this thing? So once again, hitting a piece of armor and rebounding. <laughs> <laughs> um, that should be it. Okay. Here, here. Alright, he is mesmerized by this, I guess not circle of spores, this cloud of, of spores. And he, is it just in front of him or? The spores? Yeah, well I assume that's what they are, but. They're, they're sort of scattered throughout the room. There's no like particularly okay. large concentration of them anywhere. Okay. Yeah, and as they sort of appear, you feel, you feel more magical. <laughs> I feel more magical. Yeah, it's a feeling that you haven't really felt ever before. Uh, You just feel a power within you grow greater and greater. All right. How close are the other folks to the automaton? Are they within five feet? Yeah, they're both engaged. Okay. All right. I'm going to use chill touch, even though I don't know how necrotic damage affects an automata. I cast a spell. Uh, 23 to hit. Yeah, 23 hits. And I do three points of necrotic damage, and it's held or being touched by a ghostly skeletal hand. Here, here, you feel this power grow within you, and then almost instinctually, you try to punch the automata, but instead of actually making physical contact with it, a skeletal hand emerges from your the front of your fist, and it connects with the automata, dealing three damage. Alright, the automata is, is going to see Jack slide in front of Niklaus, so he's going to try and hit you. He rolls a 16. That hits. And he does 5 damage. Oh, ouch. He does not appreciate being touched by this really cold hand. <laughs> he's going to swing around and try and hit you here, here. 
and he rolls a seven. That does not hit. All right, Jack. So I uh, remember how my um, my beyond twenty doesn't work because it's blocked. So I don't I don't know what I need to roll for my sword to attack. It would be your proficiency bonus plus strength, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let me do that then. Um, okay. So twenty one. Yep. Twenty one hits. Uh, I do nine damage. Nice. <laughs> I'm trying to aim for its head, but. I guess I couldn't fully decapitate it. Yeah. Uh, with your newly acquired sword, you you push Nick Klaus back like a couple of inches, and then you just try to stab this thing. <laughs> your sword actually goes through it a little bit. Does it make any sounds of pain? It just whirs uh, <laughs> louder. Damn. All right, Nicholas. Seeing that the baton is not working, he angrily throws it on the ground. Um, And he actually, the voices in his head are are still there, very loud. And so he kind of like stumbles away from the uh, creature. So now he's like 10 feet away. Mm -hmm. Does he get opportunity attacks? Yeah, give it a shot. He rolls a 16. That will hit. It does four damage. And the Klaus is barely conscious. So in pain and with the voices in his head, he turns and, and, and looks at the, the, the creature that's uh, about to kill him. <laughs> and the voices, the cacophony gets louder and they're all like overlapping with each other. And he kind of instinctually raises a hand and um, repeats some of the words that he hears. And you see a, an orb appear in front of his hand. Uh, it's just roiling with the energy, different colors, and it shoots out towards uh, the automaton. So he casts Chaos Bolt. And it's a 22 to hit. 22 hits. Yes. And it does 2d8 damage. Nice. And the type of damage is either fire or thunder. It's going to be... He's mostly metal, right? Yep. Thunder damage. Nice. So he takes uh, 11 thunder damage. Okay. But not lightning? (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, that is not one of the ones... Sonic damage. (laughs) Yeah, the bolt... At first, it's very incorporeal, and then as it flies towards the automata, it shapes itself into a sound wave. (laughs) A sound wave. It's very hard to see. Musical notes appear. Yep. (laughs) And it slams into the automata. Wait, wait, I forgot that there's actually the 2d8 and a d6. Ooh. I was rereading it. So there's extra three damage. Nice. Okay. It's Hirker's turn, actually. All right. Uh, how far away from me is Niklaus now that I see he is badly injured? He's about 10 feet away from the automata, so he could be within, he could be engaged with you. Okay, well, I will move whatever over to Niklaus and place my hands upon him, and a s- spores coalesce around my hands, and I cast Cure Wounds. What are these, what are these flying black things in the air? The class is trying to like clean him off his. <laughs> you get five points, five hit points back. The class kind of like looks at his broken arm, and like sees the the bone like go back in, <laughs> as the the like skin kind of like seals up, and he's like, "What is happening?" Yeah, uh, Hirker, you instinctually head towards. Niklaus to help him and you see these spores and apparently they can understand your intent 
and you're able to cure, uh, you're able to cast Cure Wounds. And now it's the Automatist turn. It's gonna walk into the thick of you guys, <laughs> and it's gonna try and hit you, Jack. Uh, it rolls a 11. Does not hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's gonna try and hit Cure Cure. Uh, it rolls a 21. Miss. <laughs> <laughs> and it does four damage. Ugh. It basically just like stomps on over to you, Jack, punches you in the face, <laughs> or, or attempts to punch you in the face, and then like walks up to Cure Cure and tries to punch you in the face. <laughs> Ow. All right, it's back to you, Jack. I will uh, take another whack with my sword when I'll try and uh, decapitate it. <laughs> okay. Wait. All right, so I rolled a seven. Uh, seven does not hit. No, not good. You sort of like prepare to attack and you dash in with a stab. The automata turns its shoulder shield towards you and you just sort of like bounce off. <laughs> Niklaus. Niklaus kind of like looks at the automaton. Does it appear to have been damaged by the thunder? Yes. Okay. How does the automaton look? Does it compare to when it was first activated? It's looking pretty worse for wear. It has at least like one stab wound. Uh, the thunder has sort of fucked up its like internals. <laughs> There's some sparks coming out of it at this point. <laughs> Like rattled a few loose, loose bolts. Yeah. Each time it moves, there's just like a terrible grinding sound. Beautiful, beautiful grinding sound. And the Klaus, seeing that the, the automaton seems to have been damaged by the the magic he cast, which he was surprised about seeing happening, he thinks back to that warbling chaotic orb that he cast, and he kind of like remembers seeing a particular aspect of it, one that was blue and and made him feel cold when he thinks about it so he, he kind of focuses on that and again he kind of instinctually raises a hand and then a blue beam of light strikes out towards the creature as he casts ray of frost nice so it's three plus six so <clears throat> 12 plus six is 18 nice and 18 hits 18 hits he does a d8 and it does eight cold damage take that and it's 10 feet slower. It dies. Uh, go ahead and describe uh-huh. it real cool for us. Yeah, So yeah, real he cool. concentrates on the the blue light, and it, it kind of like a blinding light, and it shoots out, uh, kind of hitting the, the creature in its chest. And the, as the beam continues over the next six seconds, that's how long a, a round lasts, the frost kind of spreads slowly from the chest to the head, to the arms, to the legs, until the creature like freezes solid. Nice. The automata freezes solid, and a few seconds later, it just crumbles into a pile <laughs> at your feet. Nicholas kind of like takes a knee, puts his hand on the ground. It's like, oh, oh, that was that was not good. What did you do? I'm, I was almost dead, but now I'm not dying, but Less still dead. injured. Healing, I think. Some sort of did you, power. Did you find a magic? Did you find a magic tech for healing? No. He's sort of looking around at the floating, the spores in the air. I'm not sure where it came from. Jack kicks one of the pieces of the automaton out of frustration <laughs> and victory. Jack, you you take a moment as you kick... What do you kick? Just, just a piece of it. Jack, as you kick a piece of this automaton that you just defeated... The the full scope of just how different you felt from how you remember in the past has been made clear to you. <laughs> You're definitely just straight up stronger <laughs> than you were before. It feels good. 
You remember in the past you got a hold of your uncle's short sword and it was quite heavy. It's hard to swing that around if you haven't been trained with it or uh, or or if you don't have the strength to manipulate it. But now it's almost too easy. You sort of like flourish your sword <laughs> in the air. I'm all, I'm all uh, impressed with myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, here, here, you and Niklaus are both just basically like, oh my god, what's wrong with me? <laughs> here, here, the spores disappear, but you can still hear some some of their gentle whispers. What, what do the whispers sound like? They sound like whispers. Okay. <laughs> it's like, Psst, that that old piece of bread looks tasty. <laughs> I stand there. <laughs> Meanwhile, Niklaus, you also are very thoroughly confused by what just happened. Yeah, still kind of like resting on the ground. Niklaus like scrunches his eyes as he tries to put back the mental barriers that he keeps, but it's not as strong as it was before. And so the voices are, are louder, and they kind of peek through more. Then they you can't control them as much as you could before. But he can at least function now. Kirkir's kind of in his own little world right now. Jack's looking at his biceps and he's asking the he asks the others, <laughs> Do you guys feel different? Yeah. Yeah. Hercure sounds like really far away. Do you guys feel strong yeah, too? Things are, uh, things are different. Well, I not mm, different. Different. The three of you guys have a second of awkward silence. And then the door leading to control <laughs> Ding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the light goes from red to green and it opens. Hercure's totally distracted. He's just sort of off in his own universe right now. From the door, you hear a voice uh, and it goes, My god, were you fellows just casting magic? What? Hercure sort of comes back and is looking around. It all happened so fast that uh, I don't know what happened. There hasn't been a magic caster in years, centuries even. It isn't immediately apparent where this voice is coming from. And then you look down at the ground and... You see a white rabbit with black bands around each eye, almost like eyeliner. It's wearing a black tactical vest on its back, and also a, a small black beanie. <laughs> so it's, it's super cute. Does the does the Aww. beanie cover its ears, or do the ears like have holes that poke out of the beanie, or like, are they poking out from underneath? It has ear holes. <laughs> Sweet. And you don't want to you don't want to block the ears when you're, yeah. you're listening, doing your That's tactical true. stuff. That's true. So Jack sees the bunny and he's like, so how do we get out of here? I'm guessing you can help us. Niklaus, however, sees the rabbit and doesn't put two and two together immediately. And he's like looking in the room for hello. <clears throat> I'm I'm down here. He looks down at the rabbit. The rabbit says, uh, hi. Ah! <laughs> he like backs away and like stumbles and falls onto like the floor. <laughs> you talked. Y yes, that's me speaking. How? Why? How? How? Am I dead? <laughs> the Klaus like pinches his arm. The spores yeah. healed. Do you were remember? These, yeah, were these floating spores? Were they? Were they hallucinogenic? What is going on? <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, let's just say these corporations in this city they conduct many experiments. You aren't alone, it seems. Uh, anyways, you guys enter the control room. Wait, hold on. There were two swords on the automaton, right? Yep. Can I take the other sword? Yeah, you can take the other sword. There are basically control panels lining the front, the left, and the right sides of the room. Were you the one directing us here? Yes. My name's Tiger with a Y and two R's. Nice to meet you, Tiger. Uh, my name is Niklaus. And he does a slight bow because he's 
doesn't know what else to do to a rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) The rabbit. Tiger does like a cool like head nod at you. What about you and you? What? What was the question? What's your name? Oh, I'm Herc here. Who are you? Herc has clearly just been in another world this whole time. (laughs) I'm, I'm Tiger with a Y and two R's. Okay, Tiger with a Y and two R's. I'm Jack. Can you get us out of here now? Yes, we should get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. For the first time since you've been here, you see some windows in the front of this room. Nikolaus rushes over and looks out. As you head over, you hear a noise. Do a perception check. Everyone or? Yeah, everyone. Perception. Nine. Twenty. Sixteen. The three of you all hear the sound coming from this window, and you head on over. Tiger follows close behind. As you get close to the window, all you can see is darkness. And then you take a closer look, here, here, and Jack, uh, Niklaus, you're a little bit distracted, and you realize that you are in the sky. In the distance, you can see the moon, and it's a lot larger than what you're used to. And a lot brighter, too. With the moonlight, you can see that the clouds are below you. Whoa. The sound that drew you to the window, in the distance, you see an aircraft. It looks like it's a cross. It's like as if a V-22 Osprey and like a semi-rigid dirigible had like a child. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) And it's flying straight towards you guys. Niklaus, you look at the aircraft and on the side... On the side of this weird flying vehicle that you have never seen before, uh, some letters are painted on the side. Can I make it out? Yeah. Uh, even from a distance, you can see that on the side it says, Valdivian Incident Response and Enforcement, parentheses, V-I-R-E, end parentheses. <laughs> they like to be very clear about who they are. <laughs> <laughs> so I turn to the other people at the window, and I'm like, uh, that's a vire reaction team coming towards us i've never seen a flying vehicle quite like that but i don't really want to be here when they get here tiger says i agree listen okay you guys need to get off the ship ship yes i'll open the emergency exits for you and maybe try to distract them for a little bit but the three of you definitely need to get out of here if you make it off the ship head to this address he pulls out a little like it's the corner of a sheet of paper. <laughs> it's incredibly tiny, and there's some sort of writing on it, but it's impossible to make out. It's just too small. Niklaus reaches down for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it barely fits on your fingertip. Holy cow. He like very gently takes it, and he has like an inner coat pocket. He puts it into. Yes, the, the group that sent me here will want to will wanna talk to you. What are they called? We're called Arcor. Do you know who, who owns this flying uh, building? that we're in no but if if vire is being sent here it has to be one of the corporations maybe we should uh make our way out before it's too late yes you guys need to get out of here fast the research station that you're in suddenly shakes Hmm. this seems bad everybody go ahead and roll a perception check okay eight six (laughs) three (laughs) oh my god (laughs) (laughs) oh oh boy never mind you see nothing yeah the entire research station shudders as if something has docked 
You're not sure which direction it came from, though. Is the the Vire team that we saw still on the way here? No. Oh, shit. Okay, we gotta go. Where, where's the escape uh, tiger? Well, there's there's an emergency exit in the in the quarters, and I can open that for you. There's also the, uh, the loading bay door. I think I can open that from here. Do you know if there's uh, any personnel still in the quarters section? Can you... Were you, are you able to see that? Uh, I checked when I came in. I didn't see the station was abandoned, as far as I could tell. It's it's a surprise that I even found you guys. What about those automaton? Do you know if there's any more to be aware of? Not not that I know of. Uh, there's an arcane eye system built into the ship. I don't think I saw anything else when I was opening the doors for you guys. What do you uh, What do y'all think? Uh, Let's get out of here. Check. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Yeah, which, which way? Loading dock. What was the other option? Quarters. I'm just afraid that that's where they dock. Oh, that's a valid point. Yeah, loading dock sounds like that's where they All would right. dock, huh? Yeah, let's go the other way. Yeah, let's go. Okay, let's let's hurry. Mm-hmm. Run away! All right, you start running as you enter the back into the hallway at the at the T intersection. You hear a small explosion coming from the direction of the of the loading dock, and you hear you hear a pretty decent number of footsteps. Uh, oh heavy, heavy footsteps. I, I, I turn back towards the control room, towards Tiger, and I'm like, thank you, Tiger, and then I take off left down the hallway towards the quarters. You head towards the next bulkhead. It takes Tiger a second to open the door. All right. Let's go, guys. Let's go. Keep going. We're going. Yeah. Yep. Towards the quarters. Yep. Uh, you continue towards the you continue towards the quarters about halfway down the hallway uh, to your left. You arrive at the door. A couple of seconds pass, and then the door to the quarters opens. Tigers As you through. enter, you see in the quarters there are a number of bunk beds with mattresses and chests for personal belongings. Overall, the room is in disarray, as if. The former occupants left in a hurry. In one corner of the room, you see that there is a Goodberry vending machine. On the back wall, you see the emergency exit. Okay. I start heading towards the emergency exit. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to get out of here. There's also a door on the left that leads to that leads to the supply room. All right. Well, I'm gonna go to this Goodberry vending machine. <laughs> there's there's a big red button on it. I press the button. A Goodberry rolls out. I eat it. Don't you eat it. What you gain. Is. One health. Woohoo! Yep. So eating a berry restores one hit point, and the berry provides enough nourishment to sustain a creature for one day. So Jack sees that how how much uh, Herkshire is enjoying these, and he also presses the button too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, you get one good berry. He eats it. Can you can you throw me one of those? <laughs> presses the button <laughs> and throws one two over to Nicholas. Nicholas eats just one because he knows what it's like to. Uh, uh, what, I've seen people that have OD'd on good berries. Overindulged. <laughs> um, now Jack's ready to go, and he also walks towards the uh, emergency exit. To the emergency exit. The three of you are just eating good berries. <laughs> Meanwhile, down the hallway, there's some yelling and what you're pretty sure is gunfire. <laughs> uh oh. Is that Tiger? Out. Let's not waste his effort here. Yeah, I, I opened the door to the emergency exit. There's, uh, it looks like an airplane emergency exit door. There's a giant lever. As you pull the lever, yeah, as you touch the lever, a minor illusion appears. Uh, it almost looks like a hologram. It says, "It says emergency door enabled." And then you pull the lever. What happens? What happens? You pull the lever, 
and the room slightly decompresses. There's a big floosh of wind as the air inside rushes out. You look out into the night, and you are very, very high up. Well, we can't jump out, can we? They have to have something for this situation nearby. Jack Jack goes to the uh, supply room door and opens it and looks inside. You look inside the supply room. In contrast to the quarters, the supply room is relatively well organized. Nice. You see a couple of shelves with some miscellaneous equipment. You also see there is a large laundry cart with wheels. Uh, inside are multiple linens, pretty big bed sheets. Uh, on the shelves, you see there's some rope, another two, uh, extendable batons, uh, some tools. So Jack goes over to the linen basket, takes out those big bed sheets, and then turns to the others and be like, Will this work? Uh, I have no idea. My, my instinct is to say no. <laughs> In theory? But if the other option is to go up against the Vyart team, then, then yes, it will work. How many bed sheets uh, are there, Joey? Ten. Alright, because we definitely want multiples here. Is there any way we can put them together? Is there anything in the orders room itself that could help? I'm going to take a look. Uh, yeah, Nicholas will look at the, the, the lockers that are by each bed to mm-hmm. see if there's anything inside them. Yeah. Uh, go and do a investigate check. That's a nat one, so it'll be a six. Uh, you're trying to rummage through these chests very quickly. They were all very quickly cleared out by their owners. I got a 15 on my investigate check. You help Niklaus examine the chest. Uh, Niklaus is going a little bit too fast and he's he's actually missing some things. Uh, you do find a uh, you find a level one magitech crystal and also a heroism magitech. All right, and don't forget, I also have a gust of wind magitech sphere, which might be might be handy. The the footsteps down the hall are growing closer. There's there's still some gunfire coming from where the control room was. All right, we gotta pull together these parachutes. <laughs> yeah. Um... I guess the parachutes are our best option. Yeah, um, I help sheets. <laughs> As I'm tying them together, Nikos, one of the voices, kind of speaks words more clearly than the others, and he feels a little compelled to repeat them. And as he does, the two sheets he was trying to tie together actually come apart into a, a not like a, like like they were one sheet. Nice. As he uses mending, and then surprised, he looks down and like pulls at it. He's like, huh. So then he goes over to where everyone else is working and he like quickly helps them put the sheets into a bigger sheet. Hooray! Jack's got no idea what he's doing. <laughs> and I like put two sheets together. <laughs> uh, here, Kira, what are you doing? I'm helping with uh, parachutes. Mm-hmm. So are you guys making one big parachute or separate parachutes? I assume separate parachutes, each with multiple sheets. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be better. Yeah, that would be better. That way only one of us, there's a chance that one of us will survive. <laughs> <laughs> now that Jack's parachute is done, he's he's going to just go over and... Can, there are bunks, right? Yep. He pushes one bunk against the door. As you do that, uh, footsteps arrive outside the quarters, and you hear some muffled voices on the other side. Rather suddenly, you hear some kicking against the door. Alright, time, time to go. To go. Time to go. <laughs> Jack mutters, this is crazy. Correct. 
Nikos kind of like ties the sheet to his like belt on either side and kind of like wraps it around his shoulders to kind of act as a harness and then he jumps out the door. Jack just is watching him closely and tries to do the same thing but he probably misses one little step or something. It's not as tight as Nikolaus. And then he also jumps out the door. You run towards the door. Suddenly uh, you hear this like buzzing sound behind you. You look back for a second and you see that there is basically what looks like a lightsaber cutting through the door. Oh no. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. nope. <laughs> you jump. Fastening my parachute in a similar fashion and heading out the emergency exit. It's a, our sheet shoot. Our sheet shoot. <laughs> shit. The shit shit. shit. <laughs> Might be better. It's sheet. <laughs> Just as you jump, you hear the door behind you get kicked in. Uh, and you hear a voice yelling at you to stop. I don't stop. <laughs> Can't stop. Won't stop. <laughs> And you jump out of the station. You, do you flip on the bird as you go back? Like, no. <laughs> oh. He doesn't even look back. He's just out the door. Oh, too cool. All right, I guess we're going to find out if your parachutes work. Oh, my God. Woohoo! <laughs> to everybody's surprise, your parachutes deploy. Though <laughs> they aren't real parachutes, and you're still heading towards the ground at a pretty good clip. Oh. Yeah, Niklaus, you're the farthest one down. You look up and you do see that Hirkir and Jack made it. You do see that Jack is falling at a bit of a faster rate than he should be. It's because he's so heavy. <laughs> muscle is heavier than fat. It's all that extra muscle mass. I know, right? <laughs> I, I yell towards him, use your chore coat <laughs> as additional, <laughs> additional uh, parachute. Shake your pants off. So Jack's starting to get panicked, and he 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 kind of like he's tied up all his sheets around him, but he kind of shimmies out of his jacket, and then also just kind of like <laughs> tries to like hold it together with the sheets that are that are attached to him, giving him um, mm-hmm. one more square meter of uh of uh <laughs> of air resistance, yeah, <laughs> of lift, yeah. Uh, you guys continue to fall, or float, or parachute. What's 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 above us? What does this thing look like that we jumped out of? You look back at the facility you're running around in, and in the moonlight, you see a diamond-shaped platform, uh, painted white from the bottom, with several propellers gently turning, which were probably the source of that humming noise that you heard earlier. The platform itself is suspended from four semi-rigid dirigibles, all four. painted white, yeah. almost like the color of clouds. You get the feeling that if you were to look at it from the ground, it would be almost indistinguishable from a wayward cloud. Jack Jack looks from up and now looks down, and what do we see up beneath us? Rapidly approaching Earth. <laughs> yes. Jack, you look down, and at first you... Don't see anything, actually. And then the three of you break through the clouds, upon which you are greeted by thousands and thousands of lights just winking at you. You see five giant towers, each with corporate logos looming high above the city, with four of them arranged in a clover shape around a particularly large white obelisk-like tower with red accents on its side. 
And even from here, you can see in a classy font on the tower, it says Solstice Industries. Each of the towers themselves is ringed by a district of smaller skyscrapers and buildings. In the center around the Solstice Industries Tower, you see magnificent gleaming buildings that are that are obnoxiously shiny, even in the darkness. In another of the districts, you can see large multicolored illusions blinking and advertising for various products amidst a sprawling business park that is centered around a tower. This one is made up of three separate buildings that are connected at various heights by sky bridges. Next to that, you see another district. This one centered around a tall lattice tower that features a wide observation deck. Below it, you can see a stadium of sorts and numerous casinos and other entertainment establishments. Your gaze is then drawn to the adjacent district, and this one is completely different. You see a heavily polluted area mostly filled with above-ground pipes and unfinished construction sites focused around what appears to be a short, stubby processing tower. And then on the far side of the city from where you are, you see a mess of factories sprawling out from a gigantic wind tower with steam and smoke rising and drifting with the wind. Here, here, Jack and Niklaus, you admire the sight of your city for a second. You've never seen it from so high before, but suddenly your attention is drawn directly below you as the ground rapidly approaches, and you see that you are about to land in the impoverished outskirts of the city, in the neighborhood of West Ovaria. A sudden gust of wind blows into you, making your sheet shoots difficult to control. And the three of you, one at a time, slam into the roof of a warehouse. And then you guys just hit nearly every possible shelf on the way down. And then everything goes black. Howdy everyone, it's me again. Thanks for listening to Adequately Advanced Magic. We hope you were at least mildly intrigued. If you're interested in following the story, join us in the next episode when Hearcare Jack and Niklaus wake up to some fun surprises. In the meantime, you can head over to adequatelyadvancedmagic.com to sign up for our email list. And at this point, there should be some more links and resources on the campaign and setting if you guys are interested in that. That's all for this episode. See you guys next time.